Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. Our goal is that this message builds your faith and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. Come on, raise your hands right now, wherever you're at. Let's just worship him. Let's just call on his name. You can feel his presence in the atmosphere here. I know that you can feel him wherever you're at. There is no respect of distance. God is, let me tell you, before there was an iPad, before there was technology, there was always prayer and worship that transcended past one dimension to another dimension, and technology is not a boundary for God. So wherever you're at right now, whatever you're doing, no matter if you're driving or on on, on your phone, on your computer, on your laptop at home, you will feel his presence if you engage. Just for a moment, let's just focus on that right now as we pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing right now in this season. Well, we're going to grow from this season. We're going to invest our time, our heart, God, and our soul into this moment. We thank you, dear God, that you're no respect of boundaries or no respect, God, of place. For right now, right now, where there's worship and there's hunger, let your presence, God, be concentrated in that area. For the invisible, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God to manifest yourself, God, in the presence of your people, Father. Wherever they're at, wherever they're doing, God, right now, touch every single person in Jesus' name. Somebody lift up your voice right where you're at and give God some love. Come on, let's clap our hands and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What an exciting time to be living for God. Let's look on the bright side and have a God perspective on what's going on right now in the world. We've already gone through a series of preparation of what we should do, and everyone knows the practical steps. Now we're in the intro season here at Covenant Life Center, soon to be Riverside Church, about we're going to be talking about the spiritual approach to let God shine in this season and let God use us. We need wisdom. We need practicality. We need to be obedient to our government and our local officials. But as the church, your responsibility is to see the fulfillment of God's promises in our life. So remember, don't get discouraged because you're not here tonight or if you're not able to make it on Sunday, whatever it may be, because the church is not a building, it's a people, a group of people that meet together, not necessarily now, thank God for technology, in one place, but in different places all around the world. You can experience God right where you're at. Somebody say amen. Somebody reply on Facebook or YouTube, amen. We're excited about that. So we're going to get into God's word right now. We want you to turn with us to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. While you're turning there, while you're getting ready, we are sticking with our launch for Riverside Church. That's very exciting for us, but we're going to be doing it online, and you're going to see everything change from our social media to to a lot of our marketing and uh, all the things. And when you get back to church, when we all come back together, um, we're going to have our we're going to double up on our services again, and then we're you're going to see a lot of changes around the church. We do have staff still working. Uh, we're busy bees around here still throughout the week. So there's a lot of painting going on, a lot of touch-ups, a lot of changes. 
So it's an exciting season of expansion. And also, we really believe that our social media outreach is going to grow during this season. So you have to take what's been thrown at us or what we're going through and let God do something great with it. Are you ready for the word? Let's get into the word of God. Here we go. Let's go Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 13. The scripture says, finally, brethren, this is out of the new King James. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, that is good advice for us right now. We need to think on the good reports. There's a lot of reports right now of people that have passed from the coronavirus, but if you look closely, there are a number of people that have overcome, that are getting better, and are doing well. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So we need to focus on the good reports, focus on the good things. The things, verse 9, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, Paul says, these things, he said, do. And he said, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly now that you have, uh, you have now at last, your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to, to need. He, the Apostle Paul is fixing to clarify right here that he didn't have any problems when it came to his specific needs, but they were so gracious to him in providing and helping and being there. And so he says, not that I speak in regards of need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. And everywhere in all things, I have learned both how to be full and learn how to be hungry. Now, that's a good question, right? Well, somebody has to wonder and ponder, how did he learn to be hungry? Why did he learn to be hungry? And he goes both to abound and to suffer in need, but he ends it with this, and we're ending it with this. He says, and here's your favorite scripture, I think, my favorite scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what the apostle Paul said. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. At the end of the day, after I've had my ups and downs, he literally had just given us an explanation of how he has built strong character. And he said, I've learned through it all one thing, that I can do all things through Christ, identifying the Spirit of God, the anointing in his life, Christ. It wasn't Jesus' last name. It was the identity in which he carried him on himself in the world. He was anointed, Jesus the anointed one. He said, through the same Spirit 
that Jesus had. He said, I have learned to embrace it in my life, and there's nothing too hard for God to do, but I learned I can do anything and everything that God has enabled me to do. I have the strength through his anointing. Somebody, will you just say after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your presence. I believe that you've given it to me as a gift, not just for myself, but the world around me. And everybody say, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. For those that are here, you can be seated. And for those that are watching, thank you for tuning in to us. And listen, while we're here, uh, go ahead and share it. Do a watch party. Don't just join from somebody else's. Start it on your page. And I'm sure there's someone that's going to be blessed from this message. We can feel God in so many places, and there's never been a limit to what God can do. At the end of this message, um, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray and engage with you, and we're going to just entertain God's presence. I believe with all of my heart by the time this is done that you're going to be able to get something from God, that you're going to stop watching this, and you're going to be encouraged. Your faith is going to be strong, and we want to bless you. We want to bless you. And so tonight, let's just move on, and let's go ahead and get started. When you read this in that fourth chapter of Philippians, it's evident that the Apostle Paul had moments in his life where he had need. And the Philippian church were very generous towards him. But he said something to them at that moment, and he said, as you have learned from me and saw in me while I was with you, he said, continue to live and do those things. And one thing he encouraged them to do was to keep their mind focused, focused on good things. Focus on good reports. Anything that has virtue, if there be any praise in that. He said, think on those things. And then he concluded and said, and the God of peace will keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. It's so important right now that every single one of us really keep their eyes on Jesus. It's so important right now that every one of us stay focused and stay in tune with the Spirit of God. It's very simple. It's very easy. Whether going into prayer in your life is driven by fear or love, whether you're driven by fear or love, here's what I'm going to say. At least you're praying, and by the time you get out of your prayer session or time talking to Jesus, we should all walk out with faith. Fear will be diminished. Faith will be added to. I think the driving force behind every Christian should be prayer in this season right now that we're living in. The Apostle Paul, no doubt, was a praying man. He owned, uh, you know, you can read it throughout the scripture. He said it to the Corinthian church at one time. He talked about praying in the spirit, and he said, I am I'm glad that I pray in the Spirit more than you all. I'm glad that, I, that I'm a part of that. And he talked about love, having the character. Now, I think that when we read this a little closer, those are the attributes that kept Paul and his character at, at a certain level. When you have a strong heart, 
It's only because you have put the right things in your mind. When you have a strong spirit, it's because you have another spirit from someone else who is stronger, more able, and God is the only one that you can turn to that can help you in this hour. I thank God right now, and I think every single one of us need to pray for our medical professions. We have doctors in this church, and we pray for them. Our first responders, those that are still working, we need to pray that God continue to give them wisdom and use them. But the one thing we cannot dismiss, and we shouldn't dismiss at all, is the power that comes from Jesus Christ, the power that comes through prayer, the power that comes through believing in his word. Paul had a few friends to help him get through that season in his life. Paul had some things he had to face in order to build that type of character. And I think that's where God ultimately wants us to be. And like the Apostle Paul told the Philippians, I think we need to convey the same message to ourselves. Keep a strong mind. Exercise those things that you've seen us do. Up to this point, we all know what to do, right? Some of us have experienced phenomenal church services. Uh, you've been to probably, no doubt, a number of conferences. You've heard many preachers online. We've heard so many messages throughout our Christian life. But now is the time to apply what you know. Someone said it like this, when you don't know what to do, you know what to do. So we know what to do in this season. It's just a matter of doing it, applying it. We talked to our staff recently. We had a meeting with all of our staff, and here was the message that we conveyed. We, we said really and truly what the Apostle Paul did and what the Apostles done in the, in the book of Acts. You can find that they went house to house, and they, the church grew when, when the families grew. And so this is a season right now, I believe, for all of us to focus on our families, focus on God, focus on becoming stronger in your mind, focus on getting your health strong, build the immune system, take some practical steps. I don't think we need to be all spiritual that we're so heavenly minded, we're no earthly good. I think a good, wise Christian in this world needs to be practical and also spiritual at the same time. I think that wisdom teaches us that if we're going to have a good, strong spiritual life, it's going to be countered by a good physical well-being that we have. So no doubt we need to take care of our body. But if your spirit is bad and your spirit is weak and we faint in the day of adversity, it's because our strength is weak and our joy is gone. Don't lose your joy in this season. Keep your head up. Look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, and he will give you joy that you know nothing about, more than you can imagine. There are trying times that Jesus himself went through where he said, for the joy set before him, I endure, he endured the cross. Well, for every Christian, there ought to be some excitement in your spirit tonight, right now. To watch God move. I think this is the season for all of us to learn lessons. So the two points we're going to give tonight is the same thing that the Apostle Paul touched on. He said he learned how to live and be balanced when he had abundance. Point number one tonight is this. 
Abundance teaches us generosity. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I've learned how to be full, and I've learned how to be hungry. Now, let's expand on that for a moment. Let's, exp- let's kind of think about that. How can you learn to be full? How can you learn to be hungry? I think that there are moments when we have enough that we have to be content not to hoard it all of our, for ourselves. When you have abundance in your life and you have the mentality of knowing that God has blessed you, I think it's our responsibility to be benevolent, give some of that out to someone, whether it be your time, talent, or treasure, or your toilet paper. I mean, let's just be honest. Some of you do not have that much big of a backside. Let's just be honest. (laughs) Is that a little too blunt for you? Let me, uh, it's okay, I'm rough around the edges, but I have to tell you the truth. Uh, You know, there are little, little ladies in town. There are some neighbors in your neighborhood that could sure use some help. I say that because someone just came to our house this past week, knocked on our door, and they had a care bag and it had toilet paper in it, and it had a little uh, bottle of sanitizer. And I thought, well, how, how genius is that? If only every person would do that in America, we wouldn't have the chaos and have to go through the struggle. Someone was driven by love. Other people hoard it and are driven by fear, which kind of reminds me, and we want to let our congregation know that We are here for you. We have been calling our seniors in the church. We have been calling our older older members and checking on them, making sure that they weren't, you know, deprived of their groceries and they have toilet paper. I mean, we're not going to use all that stuff. There are some things that we have, and some of you have been blessed. And I'm just going to be a voice. I'm just going to say it, and don't tell me off yet, okay? But but this this is the truth. Um, If you have more than enough, then bless someone else who doesn't. Bless someone else who doesn't. That's how the light of Christ shines in our life. Don't worry. God cares so much about you. He cares more. He, listen, more for you than you know. He cares about the birds of the air, the scripture says. He clothes the grass. How much will he take care of us, of people, of little faith he'll take care of us he'll watch over us he'll be there but remember the law of the harvest is whatever you sow you will also reap because you may have to i'm going to use toilet paper okay i've been using toilet paper as an analogy since this all started because i think some of us can relate let me give you a spiritual key from a practical point of view see if you have If you sow some of that, whatever you have in abundance to people who don't have it, there may be something you lack in your life that God wants to bless you with. And the only way the blessings can come into your life is by God using you to sow something into somebody else. I can't tell you how many times that God has blessed this church. We know the story. Most of our members that are watching right now and that hear this know our story. When we started our building campaign, we started our, actually our property campaign. We were looking for church property. 
And while we were looking for church property, we found some, and we were fixing to purchase it, and uh, we needed at least uh, $125,000. God had blessed us with a nice piece of property, right where the city's expanding, and man, we're so excited about it. We just started our campaign, and then Harvey hits. Hurricane Harvey hit us, and people losing in our church started losing their homes, had to put all their money into investing to, to fix their homes, their roofs, and all of those things. And, and now we're over here wondering if we chose the wrong time to start this. But you know what we did? Here's what we did. We partnered with the local food bank, and we said, we may not have the abundance in our personal storehouses, but we can partner with someone who does. And we started feeding people. We started taking meat and necessities and anything that the community needed, and we started giving it out through this church. All of our church members came together for one cause during that time, and that was, let's take care of our city. Let's bless somebody else. And guess what happened? We fed over 10,000 families in this, in this region, in the community, and God used us. But during that time, during that time, uh, a businessman from an organization up north heard about what we were doing, and we communicated with them. And guess what? During that season we were going through, somebody paid off our church property and we didn't have to try to raise the funds for that. But it happened during a season of giving. Right now is the time to take and test the promises of God in your life. Silver and gold have I none is what Paul, is what Peter and John said, but said such as we have, we give to you. Whatever you have, you need to share it. You need to give it out. You need to be a light. When people who live in abundance are generous, they learn a principle that God never leaves them without. God will never leave you without. You know, David said it like this. He said, you know, I once was old. I was young and once, and I become old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread for those that live a generous life. Having more than enough gives you the faith to release what you have. You know there's plenty You'll know that you won't run out because you know who your supplier is. Here's, here's exactly what I think you need to take in mind. Philippians 4 and 19 says, And my God, read this with me, wherever you're at, And my God shall supply my needs. Say, my needs. And my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus, through a relationship with God, listen to this now, through a relationship with God, through a loving heart, when I meet the needs of others, as the Apostle Paul did, who learned how to be content, who learned how to be satisfied, who learned how to refrain from eating when he had abundance and go into fasting, who learned how to think, thank God during the season of lack when he was constant a strong Christian will be constant no matter what season they're living in because they're filled with faith. And they know 
that God shall meet their needs no matter what. No matter what, God's going to make sure that your needs are met. But regardless of the circumstance we go through, we need to be constant. Repeat that after me, constant. Be constant. Be constant with God. Point number two and the last point is this. The Apostle Paul also said, I learned to live in lack. I've learned to live in lack. Lack teaches us to trust. We learn how to trust God. You understand. And I'm going to say the, the prescription for lack is still Philippians chapter 4. I still believe it's that fourth chapter, the 19th verse. When you know that your God is your supplier, when you've experienced his love and you know how much he loves you, he will never leave you or forsake you. We're going to be hitting a lot of good points and strong points that need to be heard right now. But tonight, we're focusing on one thing, that we want to encourage you to have faith in God. Don't be fearful or anxious for nothing. Don't worry about what's coming. Be prepared in your heart. Build your prayer life up. This is the moment. This is the season to better your life, to make sure that your prayer life is intact so you can have faith for the moment. Because right now, I have to tell you, there's a lack of faith in the world around us right now, in our city, in our, in our community. There's a lack of faith. But let me encourage you and tell you, you have lack of nothing because your God shall supply. It's a need. I'm telling you, it's a need still. Faith is heaven's currency, and you have an abundant supply from your God. And all we have to do is get into worship with him. So there are no excuses right now. I mean, how many of you are tired of being shacked up in your house? I'm so bored. I know most of us, well, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's that strong temptation right now, man, just to binge on Netflix. You're like, Texting your family, what have you watched lately? What do you know? Do you know of any good shows right now? Let, let me, let me, it's so easy right now to just focus on all the news right now. Find out what the latest report is. How many people have died? Uh, you know, what's occupying your time? I don't want to be religious in this, in this moment and tell you don't do those things. Because, you know, th that's your life. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God, what you allow or disallow in your life. But let me encourage you. Take some time for Jesus right now. Take some time for Jesus. Build your spirit, man. Let God edify you through the word of God. Start counting on the promises of God in your life and know that you're not like everybody else in the world. You're a child of the Most High God. You're a child of the King of Kings. You are one of His, and He takes care of His own. He takes care of His own. He loves you so much, and through this whole process, 
We're going to be better people. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be wiser. We're going to be more ready for anything else in the world, and you're not going to die. Get rid of that fear in your life. You will not die, but you will live and declare the works of the Lord in your life. God is able. God is more than able. God loves you. Somebody give him some praise right where you're at. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on, lift up your hands. Let's just begin to worship him. Let me, let, me, let me pray for you right now. Let me pray for you right now, wherever you're at. Whatever you are doing, I believe this. I believe that there can be a transfer of faith right where you're at. Whatever we feel right now is no obstacle for God for where you're at. You can feel the presence of God right where you're at right now. If you're watching this right now, I want you simply to close your eyes. I want you, if you will, lift your voice, lift your hands as we pray for you right now and receive this. All you've got to say is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I receive it right now and worship him. Are you ready? Can we pray for you right now? Are you ready? Let's do this right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood that was shed. Thank you for giving your son. Thank you, Father, for what you have done and what you're going to do. You did not bring this virus. This was not sent from you. But you, I believe, will take this and use it to prove to the world that there is a God in the United States of America and that we are your children. And by faith, we declare that all fear has to leave you right now in Jesus' name. All worry has to leave. Go in the name of Jesus. All fear of lack has to leave in the name of Jesus. Go right now. You can't stand and be around them. I plead the blood over your home. We plead the blood over your children. We plead the precious blood of Jesus in your families, over your immune system, over your mind right now in the name of Jesus and release peace right now. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands right where you're at. Just lift your hands right where you're at. Hallelujah. Just begin to worship him right where you're at, right now, right now. In the name of the Lord, thank you, Father. Come on, if you can, come on, pray in the Spirit right now, right where you're at in your home. Pray in the Spirit. Use your prayer language right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, right where you're at. Thank you, Father. Great, God. You're great. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Great. 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 are you, Lord. Great are you.
Father, right now, let your spirit, God, fill our lungs. Let it, God, let it, Father, begin to flow through our respiratory system, through every part of our being. Let it, God, hit every nerve ending, God, within our central nervous system. From every part of our makeup and our being, Father, from our soul to our spirit to our body, we pray, Father, fill us tonight. Fill us tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're watching tonight and you have never taken that first step to Jesus, if you're watching us and you have never taken that first step, some people call it repentance. Some people call it salvation. See, salvation is just not a one-time experience. Salvation is a continual process in our lives. But it begins at the cross. And it begins by turning your heart to Jesus and saying, Father, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for what I've done in my life. If that's you, we want to pray with you right now. We want you to have an opportunity to turn your heart to God. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Just pray with me. Now, I'm going to use a prayer but you see, it's going to have to be your heart that says it, or you feel it, whatever you feel. But we do it together to help you. But out of your sincerity, you have to pray yourself and say, Father, forgive me. Are you ready? Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Come into my life. Lead me in the right paths I need you I want you come in be my Lord be my Savior in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to the Covenant Life Center podcast If you enjoyed today's message then subscribe and follow us on social media at CLC Victoria Connect with us by visiting our website, clcvictoria.org.